You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome to the Hello Sport Podcast for another week. Home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias, as we say. Courtesy of the Diamantina Podcast Network, at Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram. Got a website, hellosport.com.au. Eddie Simpson, how are you? I'm fantastic. You're always fantastic, and that's good. It's a nice ray of sunshine. Now, uh, have we noticed a cool change? Yes. We've noticed a cool change taking over our, our, our nation. It's been nice. Well, there was there was a lot of... Uh, it was pretty wet last night. It was. Which I think cleansed the city. Yep, it has. Give it a nice, a nice and rinse. And it's it's ushered in a new season. Correct. And that season is um, sharper tones, sharper visual tones. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sharper tamp on the skin. Sure. Uh, well, it's jumper weather, Eddie. Uh, which requires jumpers and or bomber jackets. Yes, both even. Both even. Rosy cheeks, origin footy. Yeah. Hands by the fire. Yeah. Duna covers. We brought the Duna cover back. We brought sorry. We brought the Duna back last night. Me and the missus just been using a sheet. Hot summer nights. You know how it is. Hot sweaty summer nights. Now Duna weather. Mm. Officially. Yeah, it's official. Punters it's dribblers. official. Winners back. Tracky Dak weather. It's official. Punters dribblers. Tracky Dak's are back. Now, none of that is important. To well, look, you say it's not important. Perhaps not important for the podcast time, but. But me knowing that I need to wear trackies now because it's cooler and it's brisker at the evenings, that's important to me. No, you're right. So I'm not going to just fluff that away. But it's entirely irrelevant. To what we're talking about. Yes. Now, lots gone on the last week of sport, Eddie. There's a bit going around. As always. I mean, this time of year, there's always yarns. There's always narratives, yeah. Tom. Always. We always say this. Unless it's February, there's narrative, there's yarn. So this week on the podcast, punters and dribblers, uh, you can expect some rugby league. Obviously, a couple of teams throbbing, a couple of teams fucked, a couple of players throbbing, a couple of players fucked. Origin, the, the, the debate continues. We obviously touched on New South Wales last week. We thought maybe it time to touch on Queensland this week. So we'll, we'll, we'll absolutely dip our toes into the north of the border if you're living in New South Wales. Punners dribblers, but I do know that we have a very healthy Queensland contingent of punners dribblers. We've also got some rugby union. Eddie, the Israel Falau saga continues to roll on. Now, I don't want to bore everyone with it, and we won't, but we will talk about why it's so boring. There's a scandalous AFL story that's sort of... It's, it's really grubby, but, it's, it's, but it's it deserves like not even, attention. Yeah, it's not even scandalous. It's just kind of... It's just grubby. It's fucked beyond belief. Yeah, it's fucked. Um... And uh, then some other tidbits. Yeah, look, a couple other tidbits floating around. We've had a punter dribbler reach out with a question, a, a query they'd like us to address. So we will do that for the punter and the dribbler. Plus, we've got a couple of things that Hello Sports working on. You know, bigger things, big mm. picture stuff. Yeah. A couple of offerings. That's correct. We're also calling out a major tech giant. So look, there's things. There's things. It's gonna be. It's gonna be absolutely jam packed. I'd be strapping in. I'd be getting. Yeah. Click, Put your seatbelts on. Click clack. Put your seatbelts on. Click clack. Okay. Seatbelts on. You've been warned. Click, You've been warned. Click, Clip up. Click clack. Clip up. <laughs> All right, Eddie. Let's kick it off. Rugby league. Uh, state of origin. I think we go to first because Queensland. I think it's fair to say are fucked. Yeah. Now, we kind of said that last week when we went through the New South Wales team, mm. but as the week has progressed, 
it is now becoming abundantly clear just how fucked they are. So uh, literally no one in in Queensland capable of playing hooker. I mean, you've got Ben Hunt, sure. Not exactly uh, a man for the big stage is Ben. Hates the big stage, does Ben. Ben admits got, that. Ben yeah. admits that. He puts his hand up and says, look, I hate the big stage. I hate it. I literally, I, I wig out. On and the that's big stage. fine. Not everyone's cut from that big stage cloth. That's fine. He's also not a nine. Historically. No. Not to say he can't play there. No. I mean, but he's not. He's I'm not sure a, he's capable of playing there. But we're talking about origin. He's not a. He's not a. He's not a, a 26 round at nine. No, he's not. And he's not a veteran of the position either. No. I not. mean, I'd. I'd be. I'd be very surprised if he's got origin level hooker now, Tom. <laughs> now, when you think of 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 maybe the other options they have at hooker, Jake Friend out for almost a season, I believe, peg yes. injury. Uh, Andrew McCulloch has just gone down at training with some knee injury. Doesn't sound good, but he looked he looked in severe pain. Sometimes- it was it was it was green whistle stuff yeah. from the photos I saw. Oh, green whistle biz! Like he was. You know screaming, what I mean? Like right. a screaming. I'm See, doing. I'm doing a face of, yeah, of, you were, you of were. pain. Punters dribbler. I wonder sometimes. Sometimes I feel like the more pain they're in, the better the injury. Now, just is just- that based on absolutely fuck all? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is. Doctor Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but diagnosing on the run. <laughs> sure. But what I mean by that is like it doesn't seem to me ACL stuff because ACL sometimes they're just like they're obviously in pain but it's not that biblical pain where you're like oh my god I've snapped my ankle in half you know what I mean but like a break sometimes you come back six weeks ACL season do you know what I'm saying I know what you're saying I'm not entirely relevant to <laughs> to the fact that I was just saying looked like he was in pain no I, I get you I'm just talking about for the, from the from the scope of Queensland origin but how how okay, for how far away is origin Let's uh, get some dates. Yeah, you get the dates up for us. Because I don't actually job. know. I think and I should have come in prepped. Origin 1 is the 5th of June. Oh, that has team selection, punters, dribblers. That has team selection on the 26th of on the twenty sixth of May. May. Okay. So team selected 26th, 27th of May. Um, I think historically New South Wales have been Sunday night people, Queensland have been Monday morning or people. Or Tuesday people as well, Queensland. Sure, weirdos. sure. But they're the dates, punters, dribblers. Yeah. That gives us uh, one, two, three rounds of, of rugby league football. So McCulloch's not playing, you would assume. McCulloch's out. Corey I, think, Norman's, I, think we, I think we put a line through him. Yeah. Corey Norman's broken his cheekbone. Fractured his cheekbone. So I, six to eight. Well, I mean, I think that's something like that. You're not playing Origin one. Not that he was necessarily even a shout, but in the current injury crisis that they are going through, maybe he was. Uh, Josh Maguire, who's a, a, a stalwart of the, of the Queensland front row, back row, forward pack. He's done a calf. Who knows how long he's out for? DCE. DCE. Now he's gone down with an ankle injury. By all reports, and I think you're probably going to have to go with this. Probably going to be selected. Having played no football. Well, if he's selected, it will be having played no football. Well, I think, but I think just that they some, almost have to. Well, he's just had surge on, I think, a grade three syndesmosis injury. Uh, and so he's had to have some shit, like some, you know, he's had to have his ankle wired back together or whatever it is. Dior, the grade three surgery requirements, but he'll be coming in very green. And as a Manly fan, I don't want him going straight into an origin cauldron straight off the back of a six-week syndesmosis injury when we are entrenched in the top eight. 
Look, we're entrenched, and we don't. I mean, look, we might be five and three. We might be five. I think and three. it's five and three. Hashtag uh, five and I three. Know, I know we are, but we're not here to talk about that. No, I'm just saying. All we're saying is, look, is is he is it going to be a big ask for Cherry to get rushed back to be thrown into that cauldron up against that New South Wales side? Yes, yes, yes it is. It is. But I also think that fuck, they need troops. They well, and who's playing out of their skin that deserves to play halfback for Queensland? No one, especially if you've moved Ben Hunt to nine because we've already established they don't have one. Yeah. Well, see, what about this? Hashtag bring back Cam. Everyone's well, been talking about it. Everyone's put, and he didn't rule it out. He did not rule it out. Now, I still having think he's seen away. having seen how how look on the face of it. Easily, he just goes, yeah, I'm not playing this season last year. What were they, like four or five weeks out, six weeks out? Maybe a bit Maybe longer. A bit more. But still, he came out of left field, at least to us, the punter and the dribbler. Yeah, and to Kevy. Kevy was rocked And to Kevy. Kevy was rocked. He was in tears. He was moved because yeah. he, knew, he knew then that the series was lost. Well, we spoke about it last was. year. It was, it was, it was uh, Queenslanders abandoning what was the Titanic sinking. That's right. Imagine the Titanic and Queenslanders... Rose, Where like Jack, Mr. Bruce's May, uh, Cal, Billy, Billy's uh, Rose's mum, the the captain who went down with the ship, GI. Well, yeah, so well he went down with it because he he, he he hung around, he but everyone else was everyone in those lifeboats, baby. So having seen how easily he abandoned ship last year, I would be shocked if he comes back to a one that's already. I mean, this thing's barely above water. Well, this Tom. isn't the Titanic. This anymore. isn't the Titanic. No. This thing's been hit by a fucking bomb in World War Two. Yeah, it's, a, it's it's had the whole side blown out of it, Tom. It's it's sideless. This fucking thing. So for Cam Smith to jump onto that thing sideless and sinking quick would shock me. Yeah, he's he's he. I can't imagine Cam comes back for anything but glory, like a does triumphant. He, yeah, does he does he strike you as a man that's into doing sideless boats? No, he doesn't. No. Nah. He's a he's, he's a, a gloryman. Yeah, he's a gloryman, and and look, he's had a career that's dripped and adorned in glory. So well, I'm not sitting here saying he isn't dripping in glory. Tom, no, but when you drip glory, when you drip in glory and bathe in glory regularly, you can't go back to this beater shit. You don't go swimming in pools of shit. No, 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 no. Pools of poop. It, why would you do that? No. Now. He does. He's got bubble bath at home, baby. He's getting fed grapes every night. He's not jumping into some fucking sewage pit. God save us. The man's got, I mean, principles on the face of it. Yeah, well, it would seem that. But if he comes back, not the man I thought he was, and you'd have to start to say, as he played too many games of first grade footy, is he's losing? Is it. his mind right? Losing it, because because there's because it's not going to make a difference. No, they're like, going to get fucking yeah, yeah. pumped. Wait, bring back Cam. I don't give a shit. Like no one in New South Wales care. Oh no, they're brought I'd back. I prefer camp. you bring him back. I tell you why you know Queenslander fucks punters, dribblers, Queenslanders, is because you guys don't know any. Like obviously outside of the injuries, like there's no locks for any real positions. Munster, Ponga, mate, they've got Morgan in the centres apparently. Well, Morgan's either in the centres or is he in the halves? If Cherry Evans does or doesn't come back, does does Hunt go to seven or does he stay at nine? Does Smith come into nine? Is Chambers playing well enough? Dane Gay guy. Munster at six is about the only lock they've got. Yeah. Gillette comes back into the side. Cohen Hess couldn't be playing worse for a man and that Caelan once played Ponger Rose. one. Yeah. That's it. Who else you got? Who, who else are the forwards that they've got? Papali. I mean, you know, none of it's none of it's like cut and dried, set your watch to it stuff like New South Wales. You can set your watch to the New South Wales side. Yeah. I will say this. Now, was listening to Triple M, I believe, Sunday afternoon football time. Yeah. They were discussing the Panthers' uh, – 
recent loss. They moved to two wins, six losses to the Panthers. Mm. And they were just sort of saying, look, Queensland, the success Queensland had when they won eight in a row and then they came back and won two more and they picked the same fucking side every year and then the Australian side was basically the same every year. They were saying that wasn't always the norm. The norm used to be it's picked on form and teams would change all the time. So, you know, if if there was 17 players picked, obviously, he goes two of them might be locks and the rest... Rest change, whereas in recent years it's been 15 of the same, two change. Yeah, okay. And they're saying with Cleary... I mean, is has has he honestly? If we if we if we ask ourselves the hard questions and we look ourselves in the mirror, has he been up to scratch? No. And the, that's the answer. No. So does does Brad Fittler turn around and pick a young half down on confidence who played a role last year but didn't blow anyone out of the water? Didn't. Is Freddie going to turn around and pick him based on fuck all just because we won the series last year? Now it's it's difficult. I don't have the answers, but it's worth thinking about. No, look, Eddie. I, certainly after the weekend's performance as well, I and and, and the continued success of uh, two throbbers by the name of Luke Curie and Cody Walker. Mm. I am, and it's the, the the beauty of Origin is week to week things it's change. Week to week, week, to week, week, to week things week. change, and not just Origin, sport in general. Yeah, but certainly Origin. And last week I was a proponent of stick and strong. You were one week later. I am certainly <laughs> less in that camp. Yeah, and far more in the Cody Walker's throbbing on another level. Yeah, yeah, and, and he's an instinct footballer, and that's what Origin's about. Yeah, it's all instinct. And then Luke Keary can play half five eight. Well, uh, I just don't think you can you not pick him. That's that's, you know that's, that's, that's the thing. It's like if it's they're just they're, if, they're playing so bad, the Panthers. They're so down on confidence. Keary didn't do anything in last year's series. Maloney's not playing well. Who's the old head we thought we needed, but maybe we don't. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 it changes hourly punters, dribblers. We're not and we're not going to sit here and deny that. We may sit here next week and and reverse these. Clear in Maloney, just done enough. We, <laughs> I mean, there's no way of knowing. All we're doing is asking the questions that should be asked. Yeah, are these two fuckers from Penrith up to it? And probably what? not. No, they're not. Probably not. And I don't think that you can go into an Orange series down on confidence. No. Now, I'd trust Maloney to go in there and do the job. Yes. I think I would because yep. he's an old hand and he's done it before and he's won a couple of prems at different clubs and he's he's a seasoned veteran. He's proven himself. He knows. Well, I think he's got the blueprint. Yeah. But I, I, I worry about Cleary. I do. I worry about about what sort of impact that has on a young buck who is just finding his feet. Don't let's not forget this in rugby league terms. He's just a he's a pup. He's a pup. He's a young elk who's just found his feet. He's in just playmaking terms as yeah. well. It's not like a Latrell Mitchell who is just undeniable. This is a pup trying to learn mm. to be a, a, a you know a full a full blown dog. Yeah, and, and right I just don't, now, I just don't want to see Mullins start. We want to try and go here. You had a you've got a, you've got an Origin jersey now. Go and play club footy well. Because you know, you know, when you hear every player interviewed, oh, you're in contention for Origin, mate. Look, I just want to play good footy for my club. Everything else will sort itself out. That's exactly right, and that's why it's a cliche, and that's why they all say it. Right now, Cleary is not playing good for his club, so it is not sorting itself out, or it is, and you're not going to be in the team, bro. Yeah, look, I just think that having discussed and digested all of that, punters, dribblers, the reality is that they shouldn't be picked clear in Maloney. That's no. just the reality. Now, I mean, I think we all saw uh, Cody Walker's um, 
performance last Thursday against the Broncos where he scored two tries, set up maybe one or two more, absolutely fucking killed it. Uh, and if he keeps going the way he's going, Eddie... I mean, he scored nine tries, I think, in eight games. I think the record for a 5-8 in a season is 18. Dior stats, but I heard that somewhere. So he's already halfway there. He's fucking killing it. Now, I will also just quickly mention while we're here, we did tell South players to do Goannas in honor of Greg Inglis, and they listened. So if that's not proof of our reach, then I don't know what is. I heard whispers, Tom, that they listen to the podcast before, before each game. Now, Eddie, if there was an alien that came down from space, say, from the outer space. Yeah, well, that's the definition of an alien. Sure. Or you could have an illegal alien coming to your country. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. I'm so talking, we're, we're talking the extraterrestrial? We're talking extraterrestrial shit. Yeah. Alien comes to Earth. Yeah. Obviously tunes into the podcast. So it's ears and, ears and eyes. Yeah, yeah. Friend of the show. Uh, and goes... What's a throbber? Like, what's throbbing look like? Yeah, okay. So it puts so it comes comes down from space to planet Earth. Yeah. And first thing it does, obviously, taps into the potty. Yes. That's the first thing. That's he, the go-to. The first thing he does is he likes, subscribe, five, five stars, stars. And follows us on Instagram, yeah. at Hello Sport Podcast yeah. on Instagram. First thing he does, That's obviously. Or she. Or she. They. Who knows if they have... First thing they do. Yeah, first thing they do when they get here. It could be a family of them. They, they tune into the pod. We'll just, we'll just go with one alien for the, the purpose of this demonstration. They ask, what what is a throbber? You speak so often of a throbber. What's a throbber? I contend, I put it to you, Eddie, an alien, that you just need to look at Clint Gutherson's try celebration or Latrell Mitchell's performance to know what a throbber is, to know what throbbing is. Yes. Is that fair? You couldn't have said it more articulately, in my opinion. That is the definition of throbbing, of to, to be a throbber. To throb. To throb. Uh, that's, that's how it's done. Latrell Mitchell, his performance on the weekend was. was breathtaking. It was breathtaking. It was breathtaking. It was art, punters, dribblers. It was Picasso. It was Da Vinci. Van Gogh. It was Van Gogh. Of course. It was, it was unfucking believable And it felt... And this is just from an outsider looking in at two elite, an elite throbber doing his work. Mm. It felt in a poetic sort of way, again, back to the Da Vinci element mm. that he is, Latrell yes. Mitchell, that he was taking the mantle of the now retired GI. Absolutely. He had his he had his official farewell on Thursday night. Okay. Yep. The bunnies pumped the Broncos. I Go was out there in a box. It was fantastic. Had a fantastic night. Even though it was ANZ, had a fucking great night. Thank you, William Harrigan, for the tickets. Uh, and it just felt like it was handed over. Symbolic, a symbolic handing out, passing of the torch. Would that we, we, Is that fair to say? I think it's absolutely fair From to say. From one throbber to another. One, one throbber whose throbbing flame has now extinguished. Yeah, yes. And ones who is just really starting to... Oh, it's to, now starting to it's roar, starting baby. To roar. Oh, it's starting to roar. That, so that flame, tor- that throbbing torch is starting to roar something shocking. Oh, it's roaring. It's... Uh, it's roaring. The heat coming off that bad boy. Yeah. Oh, baby. Especially with the chill in the air. Very nice. Timely. Timely. Uh, look, I'll give you the hot tip. If you're if you're without a doona, you're without a jumper, and you're without a fire, just watch Latrell Mitchell. Get around him. Be near him. Just get the highlights of that game. Trell's highlights from that game. Now, if you captained him super coach like I did, you would have felt 
the uh, you would have been able to bathe in the uh, spoils of his performance. Almost feel like renaming Donuts now called a Latrell. Look, it's it's a working work title. <laughs> it's a working progress. Think of something. Um, <laughs> Twenty six points he scored, three tries. The some of the sh- the grubber kick he did for Kiri. One hundred and sixty two super coach points, I think. Yeah, so I got three hundred and twenty two for him for captaining him. Did you win this week? I did. You, you finally got first a win. win. First Fuck win. Fuck you, been ordinary. It's been disgusting. You've been fucking ordinary. You've but been very quiet around. Team, man. You know yeah, what I mean? That's like, what's it's upsetting. It's got to be a good super coach team, bro. I know, Not a good rugby league side. I know. Which is where you've probably gone. I, I could pick a phenomenal rugby league team. You know what I mean? But yeah. super coach. Well, I'm glad you got a win because I was very concerned. And I beat Seb, so that's the one you want to beat. Sebo, very lippy, very mouthy. Very mouthy. But anyway, that's for We digress. That we digress. Now, again, we go on to Gutho, King Gutho, the king. Uh, out of Bankwest Stadium, steepest stadium in Southern Hemisphere, a stadium steeped in steepness, you could say, Eddie. Would that be fair to say? I think it's absolutely steeped in steepness. Steeped in steepness. Um, Parramatta Reels in what was a pretty sick game against the Dragons. It was a great game. If you happen to be on the couch like me at 4pm on a Sunday afternoon, you would have been fucking clapping your hands. Trackies on, socks on, 100% my my trackies on, my jacket was on, my socks were on. My Sunday socks too, Tom. Of course. It was fantastic. I had a glass of wine. It was unbelievable. And some serious tries, some absolute motherfuckers of tries, not the least of which was King Gutho's. Breakaway try, running from dummy half, and the the hip thrusting from Clint. Mm. The hip thrusting was something to behold. I just want to – we did put it on our Instagram, but just hear how fucking uh, uh, absolutely enamoured with the hip thrusting. Uh, good old Mick Ennis is. How good's a bit of thrusting? But Mick knows good thrusting when he sees it. Of course he does. He's a good judge of thrust. Great great judge of thrust. And, I mean, there was no better man to sort of have in the commentary box there, I'd say, than Mick Ennis to call that try. So to the alien, to the extraterrestrial, that's what good throbbing looks like. Mm. That's, you know, well, that is what throbbing looks like. No, that's like. what a throbber that's is. That's what a throbber is. And that's how you throb. That's how you throb, and that's what a throbber is. That's how throbbers throb. Yes, pretty simple it's pretty straightforward now you know now you know you can take that back to your your, your planet or your your galaxy or well, your solar system okay so this rugby saga that's going on with israel Folau at the moment uh the he's been there's a tribunal hearing that's been going on it started on saturday uh went through to sunday still no um Still no result. They offered what, him a million dollars. Apparently, to they walk. Offered, apparently offered him a million dollars to walk. Apparently, if they continue, well, they are continuing, and Rugby Australia lose, uh, they could. Ba- this could bankrupt Rugby Australia, right? So this this situation in rugby is so. It, so when you say when you say could bankrupt them, so would, they, be, they, would they be bankrupted on legal fees? I think paying him out. And legal fees, like they're just they have. So what? So where are we at, right? So just I listen. think it'd be nice for you to sort of run us through exactly what each camp is trying to achieve. So so rugby Australia, yeah. As far as I'm aware, punters dribblers, I can't stress enough to Dior on this one, but I will try and take you through it. But do your own research. So Falau uh, either wants to stay in the game or he wants a full payout of his contract. Yep. He's not going to get terminated. And like they're trying to, and Rugby Australia wants to terminate his contract because they're saying that he's breached yep. 
the agreement. It's not about uh, religious. It's about literally saying that he's breached his contract by posting homophobic stuff on Instagram. So basically, look, how likely are we going to be to have lost Israel? It's, but well, let's just assume Israel's no, gone. No, Israel's never playing rugby for Australia okay, again. I'd okay, say that's, that's safe it. to assume. Yeah, yeah, that okay. He's gone, but yeah. it's just about what how, how what this does it look plays like? out. What does it look like? So... What? Because didn't he just sign a new contract? He had just signed a four-year, four million dollar deal. So that's literally what he wants. not even knocked off a year. So I'm assuming he either wants a full payout of his contract because he believes that he's being persecuted on religious grounds. Uh, Rugby Australia have offered him a million, and now that could be a sign of them shitting the, their pants, going, "Ooh, maybe we're in a bit of hot curry." Yeah, we're fucked up. We might have fucked this one up. Too reactive. Sign Too of the knee times. jerky. Everyone's knee jerky and reactive in 2019, 2018. Yep. Sign yep. of the times. We're also time. Rugby Australia, so we're run very poorly. So we're run very poorly, and no one really knows what they're doing. And you know, it's all everyone's out for their, themselves. Now, what? Yeah, outside of that. This is the biggest story in rugby for fuck. Or I mean, if it, it could almost end the game for Christ's sake. Like it's it's it's, it's large. big. It's large. It's huge. It's biblical, right? It's biblical on all levels. It's biblical on levels. It's, it's biblical on all levels. It's a biblic. It's a biblical rugby union story. That's it. Now, if this was a rugby league story, the yep. coverage would be top to bottom, left to right. East, north, south, west, whatever you're looking at, it'd be full It'd be all-encompassing. 24-7. And not only would it be all-encompassing, it'd be interesting. You'd have bloody Paul Kent saying one thing. You'd have bloody Andrew Webster doing another. You'd have Phil Gould chiming in. You'd have ex-players saying shit. It'd be on NRL 360. It'd be on everything. It'd be sexy as fuck. It'd be sexy as fuck. And this rugby union coverage is so boring. I struggle to even tell you what's going on. Well, look. In the biggest rugby story. I don't know what's going exactly. on. Exactly. Think about that. I don't. Ha- I haven't even bothered to read. <laughs> and I read a lot. You've and got- I haven't been fucked. Because it's just like. it's boring. It's boring. Now, this is a couple of things. Now. This is a couple of things here. Okay. I'll let you go first. Just quickly. It says that rugby league journalists are absolutely elite. Well, you go where the money is, Tom. But elite. But. But. Do you know what I mean? Are you saying the journos do? Well, like, if you're a journo and you're a good one, you don't do union, bro. Yeah, but back when these, like, the titans of the journo game in rugby league right now, I don't know if they're... Who the oh, they're old, he- they're old heads. They're old heads, though, right? That's but so, true. like, the big the big few that I that I like, uh, in terms of whether I like them or not, but I... They're you know, big. I, you they're respect big, them. I respect them to some degree, would be Andrew Webster, Buzz Rothfield... Paul Kent. Paul Kent... Brent Reed, uh, and I know I'm forgetting some. There are more there, but you know, there's a few of those. Oh, Danny Widler's in there. You know, like you can't, old hands, old hands in the game, right? So they're not love them or hate them. Love them or hate them. They're, they're, they're big names. Mate, they are integral to the sport of rugby. Rugby league. It's why it's so good because you've got these journos in there. Fucking, it doesn't even matter if half their stories are wrong. It's not. It's not necessarily just about breaking stories. It's about framing stories and mm. framing narratives and and thinking thinking about games in a way where like you know George. Burgess might not get re-signed with South next year. So it's not just about that, but it's about the implications of the deal he might have turned down to stay with South, but now they don't want him. And like, there's just, you know, like they're just, they're very good at what they do. And it's not about the dollar first. It's because they like rugby league and they like journalism. Rugby union journos, I'm not blanketing them all, but just as a collective are fucking boring as hell. Because this is the biggest rugby union story on the planet. 
right now. Well, it's the it, biggest rugby union well, story on the planet. Well, it's look, it doesn't even need to be the biggest rugby union planet. It's one of the biggest sports stories. Stories. In, in the country, Australia, right because now. it's la- it's it could be landmark, like it yeah. could be it could be a landmark moment in Australian sport where they rule one way or the other. And is there freedom of speech? Isn't there? What does freedom of speech look like now? Is Can this you- an issue of freedom of speech, or is this a breach of contract Contracts. based on bringing the game into disrepute yeah. around like values and stuff? What like- can you say? What can't you say? When can you say it? Where can't yeah. you say it? What does it look like? There's so much. What to clauses this. can you build into contracts? All this shit. It's big. It's huge. It's biblical. It's landmark stuff, punters, jibbers. Make no mistake. It's landmark stuff. We're not going to say it again because you know it is. But the point is, the Kents, the Rothfields of the world, they're not paid to write about. They this couldn't shit. give a shit. And that, so, but I guarantee you, not to say that they don't care. No, not they don't care. You're right. It's that they are. It's not. Well, it's not with their bread's butter. But they also like. Why would you? When you got rugby league throwing up narrative after, after narrative, narrative after narrative, why would you go and, and and concern yourself with this nonsense? I tell you what really needs to happen. Rugby union need to take a leaf out of their own book. They Israel Folau is a rugby league player. They brought him over to help the game. Maybe they need to start start signing journos over to rugby union or something. Possibly. I mean, I'm just thinking outside the square here. Because no one else is in rugby. Well, they'd have to start rolling out a better product first. Well, that's And that's true. the reality. And I'll tell you why. Went down to Randwick on the weekend, all right? Down to watch good old-fashioned club, club rugby. rugby. And it's fucking fantastic. It's unbelievable. Saturday was a nice day as It well. was an absolute ripper. It was HD light. And I know that's usually reserved for rugby league, but it doesn't have HD to be. HD light is HD light. That's exactly right. HD light is HD light. You can you can walk the dog in HD light. You, you can, can shower in HD light. You can walk around naked in HD light. It doesn't... It doesn't Discriminate. It, it just it just so happens that it's always actually light at Brookvale on a Sunday. That's all we're saying. <laughs> but it's fantastic down there. It's a great game. Yeah, it's a great game, and they've butchered it. <laughs> and the, and the only reason people get upset because we carry on about it. But the reason we're carrying on about it is because it was a sick game. It is it a was, sick game, yeah, yeah. and it's been butchered when by well. the powers that be. And all we're doing is saying, look what you've done. Take some responsibility, some accountability for butchering the product yeah. to a point now where people won't even cover, cover coverage. God, say I'm pissed off. <laughs> they won't even cover the Israel Falau story because people are so disenchanted no, with the product. No one even cares. Code. Like, just no one cares anymore. I spoke to my uncle on the weekend. Shout out to Dave McGilvray. Probably doesn't want to have his name put on here. Shout out to Dave. Uh and he's a rusted on rugby man if ever I've met one. Every like he's rugby as fuck, right? Mm, yeah. Loves rugby, eats sleeps rugby, lives and breathes it. Gordon has everything. it sprinkled on his on his has cereal. Has it sprinkled on his cereal, teaspoon of rugby for brekkie. Yeah. We know them. I, we know the guys. We know you know the guys. And all girls. All girls. Now, I saw him on the weekend and I was I started talking about rugby and he's like, "Mate, it's done." And I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, what? oh, he's, oh, he's, he's putting it to sleep, dude. He's euthanizing the game, and he goes, mate, rugby's done in this country, and I'm like, really? It's like, mate, we're fucked, we're fucked. It. There's like the game shit. We don't play good footy. No one cares anymore. Yet the young kids aren't playing. He goes, he was like, you saying when you were at school, uh, you know, the say the thirteens, the under thirteens, probably went all the way down to the G's. To which I said to Dave, I was like, I didn't know it went below the A's, but that's obviously a side note. Uh, like- <laughs> You're an idiot. 
<laughs> you're an idiot. I, and, you know, well, I'm just saying, like, obviously, when you're top of the heap, you're top of the heap. I don't know what you're going to do. Uh, and he's going, but he, he, he's like, if you look at it now, is the teams, the amount of uh, uh, teams they've got per age group is just shrinking massively because they're all going to the more alpha sports that are uh, rugby league and AFL. Soccer, obviously. Soccer, I mean, sure, but I it's don't... It's alpha in those div- in those age groups, though. Because a lot of people play. Violent, a lot of people, lots of kids play. It, it's just, yeah, that's just yeah, a reality. It's just the way it is. It's just a reality. It's just a reality. And, and rugby union's there being left in the dust, in the doldrums. And could you imagine if we actually legitimately see the extinction of top flight rugby union in this country? I would happily just go, because as you said, club rugby, right? I was like, there's a part of me that obviously it would suck. It'd be horrible. But well, club like, rugby is not going to die. Club rugby won't die, right? No and way. maybe that's just where it'll, rugby union will have to just go away for a little while and then emerge from the ashes once more, much like the A-League did, even though that was the first time they've emerged. But like, you know, disappear. You get a couple of people together. You get your Twiggy Forest. Oh, you're Cole. talking about the, the the NSL days, National Soccer League. Yes. And it, it was reborn, the A-League. The A-League. A domestic competition. We've floated this before, the idea of having a domestic competition, rugby union that is where you can foster and breed young talent. I mean, I think it, it fundamentally what it comes down to, punters, dribblers, is that because uh, rugby went on this, you know, hot-headed pursuit of global expansion and they wanted, they didn't want to leave behind uh, South Africa, but they wanted to have New Zealand there and then they wanted Argentina and Japan. they wanted Japan and they were, it just, it fell apart because you couldn't sell a narrative. That's what, that's all anything is. Why do you reckon rugby league's so popular? Because it's tribalism, because it's, it's, it's selling a narrative week to week. There's no narrative that's sold in super rugby. And no. because of that, everyone turns around in their jobs because it's boring as batshit. Well, Half the games you can't even watch live. And no one, I'm sorry, bro, but only the only the most hardcore fans watch replays of sport. That's just a reality. People yeah. don't record games or watch them in the morning unless no. you're fucking hardcore. Yeah, yeah. And that's even like as a Manly fan, like I will just hear the result if I'm out and I've missed the game. I'm not going to necessarily – or I'll go back and watch a, a KO 10-minute mini game, which is, I mean, yeah. elite. We'll get onto KO in a little bit. Um, but my point is in a roundabout way is that – the club rugby has narrative. That's why it's good. There's narratives sure. there that can be sold. Sure. So maybe but the product is the most, the, pro- the the quality of the game is obviously first and foremost. Yeah. And you can have all the narrative you want, but if the games are shit, which they are, and the Super Rugby teams aren't that good, well, they're not very good at all, unfortunately. Then it, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but that's in the format in which they exist now, yes. Super Rugby. Yeah. So maybe we need to be reborn a domestic a comp. Domestic comp is what I'm saying. Yes, right. Where you can get because good- the domestic Sydney comp games are sick. Yes. Maybe we can roll that out to a to a national level and then just bin everyone else. I don't know, but it's getting it's getting desperate. Yeah. It's getting desperate. It's getting that's desperate. the reality. Yeah. It's getting fucking and desperate. and something's got to change, right? Mate, because- their their rights deal, I believe. Now, Dior obviously punish dribblers. I believe their rights deal is smaller than the. A-Leagues. And the A-League has had their worst season ever, almost. <laughs> oh, my God. They're really? like, they're a shade over 10,000 average attendance, plummeting year on year. They're in a bad place. A-League? The A-League. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think they've got a bigger rights deal, rights deal than... Oh, it's fucked, man. And again, hey, have some rugby on free-to-air. Allow the punter and the dribbler who can't afford Fox to get around the sport. You've already cut off. Do you know that apparently, and again, Dior, all of this shit, punters, dribblers, but I think it's like only 20% of the population have pay TV or something ridiculous. Like, the, Does the, that include? The vast majority of the country do not have pay TV, which shocked me. 
That is shocking. I know. What, like, are they, what about like Netflix and stuff? And shit. Well, Netflix is like ten bucks a month, isn't it? I don't yeah, know. I use cheap. My, I use yeah. my GS oh, like account. Maybe. So anyway, the Dior on those numbers, but Tom ba- Tom paints a, a a fair picture, I think, a telling picture, and that is that the punter and the dribbler, of which there are a few of you out there, I'm sure, don't necessarily pay for premium content. No. And rugby is premium content because you can't watch it for free. Yet not premium content at all. <laughs> it's the its most offering. unpremium premium content there is. Yeah. You should be paid to watch it. Super rugby. Seriously. It's not the game you made to play in heaven. It's the game you watch if you find yourself in hell. Yeah. And I think on that, they need to first – something's got to change. The journos need to do a better job of making it sexy. Mm. You got the biggest story in the country right now, and it ain't sexy in the slightest. Well, I didn't. I haven't even. I haven't read a single article. I've tried to read multiple articles and not finished them. And again, it's just like, okay, I get the gist. I don't want to put myself through this any longer. So, I mean, I feel like we've had a lot of these talks, you know, over our podcast tenure. Yes, Tom. Yeah, not a whole lot of listening happening. Other codes tend to listen to Tom and I and reap the rewards. Correct. I think it's about time that the big wigs at Rugby Central start to listen to us. Something's going. And happen. also, look. If you're ever feeling down and out about the state of rugby in this country, punters and jibblers, I recommend if you're Sydney-based to get down and watch some club rugby because you'll feel better about it's it. It's a good time. You will. Have a Sanger, have a couple of ice-cold tins. You'll feel better. Especially with the temperature dropping. It's a very nice Oh, Saturday put a outfit. jacket on and maybe even a scarf. I don't – I mean, if you're a scarf guy, put yeah. one on. Scarf guy or girl. Punters, dribblers, I was shocked – today when i read this news this news story right absolutely shocked couldn't believe what i was seeing so afl who pride themselves on being squeaky clean mm. well i mean they'd like to they'd like to think that sure but this is this is this is a, this is the most this is almost the grubbiest fucking thing i've ever read so have you seen the video yes well seen seen and read yeah read then seen read then seen now a Melbourne, uh, Melbourne played the Hawks on fucking Dior, yeah. whatever. Melbourne got the win. On Dior Day. Yeah, Dior Day. <laughs> uh, Melbourne got the win. Uh, they were fucking dead last, I think, but they got a win, so whatever. Anyway, so there's been an incident involving a Melbourne Demon supporter and a mentally handicapped Hawks supporter. Now... The footage is outrageous. It, it depicts a Hawks supporter. Uh, no, so the Melbourne Demon supporter bashing or attacking at least. He fucking got two, uh, the, the video I saw, two serious, serious shots on this disabled dude's head. On this mentally disabled man, right? So apparently what happened was this Melbourne Demons guy was yelling at him, calling him a retard and a spastic. Okay, Jesus. and obviously this guy's this guy's visually yeah, uh, handicapped. You can tell. Thus, the, thus the insults. Yes. Thus the insults, yeah. right? And so, like any fucking normal person, this this hawk supporter has reacted by throwing a beer on him because he's like, you've you can't go lower than that. No, you can't. It's well, disgusting. you can. You can by well, bashing yeah. this guy. <laughs> you, went, you know yeah. what I mean? He I didn't think you could go lower than yelling the- and screaming at someone who's mentally handicapped, calling them a retard and a spastic. Other than to then go and bash, bash him, <laughs> it was so fucking crook. And then they interviewed this guy. He's a sweet guy. Like I felt so sorry for him. He, they interviewed him in his home, and he's crying, and he's like saying it was really scary. And like, of course, it, it was 
scary. Of course, it would be scary no matter who you are. He probably, you'd probably be petrified to go to another game. Of the course, he would. But also, like you would think as well as a handicapped person, life is already probably a little frightening out in the world. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not trying to speak for anyone who's suffering or who de- who is that. Not you know what I mean. But like life already be a little bit intimidating, and sure. then to have some dumb fuck. This guy's like 34 years old and just looks like a piece of shit. And you hope he gets in some serious trouble because this is fucking crook behaviour. He feeds this kid in the face and then as the guy falls back, he hits him again flush on the face and you're just like, are we fucking serious? What's the world coming to? And I know that sounds maybe a little bit like... What's the world coming to? But really, it's like that is just... Well, I mean, if you can't use it then, when can when you can use you? it? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. If you can't use it when some fucking bloke's bashing up a mentally handicapped person at the footy, after a win, no less, <laughs> after a win, Bunners Dribblers, let's not gloss over that fact. He's coming off a big win, this bloke. And he's going out looking for fucking handicapped people to bash up. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Mate, it's fucking gross. It's gross. It's and gross. I, I tell you what, though, the AFL have had a fair few. They're pretty grubby in the crowds, the AFL fans. Very like, grubby in the crowd. They've had a two or three. Is that two or three fights they've had now this year that I've seen where I'm just like, what the fuck's going on here? They're just, it's always happening. And that is the worst of it. That's, that's, a, that's, that's the worst. as bad as, as bad as Look, it gets. Look, I don't mind. We can certainly, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not going to be out there brawling, Eddie, but I don't mind seeing a good old-fashioned stink between two drunk dickheads who are maybe both want to go toe-to-toe with each other, right? Look, a couple of drunk dickheads who've rolled down a hill at Brookie and they're looking to have a couple of just just a little bit of... A little, a, a um, rugby league stink. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just, a friendly and that's all stink. It is. And, and, but by that, I mean... You largely no punches punches land. Not it's many. very it's very drunken. It's very sloppy. It's yes. very sort of yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we're all happy to see that as Homo sapiens. But this shit, this shit is fucking. It's ne- this bloke needs to be fucking whipped severely. Yeah, and banned banned and, for no, life. A band, life ban. It's a life ban. Oh, it's a life ban. If you for got me two too. drunk boys having a having a bit of a, a bit of a rassle, I'm cool to give them you know a fine, and maybe you can't come for the remainder of the season or something. Even that might be too steep. But what this piece of shit it is. Oh, like, it's lifestyle. Life ban. Not ruling out some some further punishments. Police better step in. Yeah. Also, find out also the going, ass. also going, go and apologize face to face. Yeah. This bloke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Find out who he is and go and apologize and take him take him something nice. Yeah. Make him something. I mean, scones, some sort of cake. You've got to do something there, but you yeah. certainly have to go face to face the poor. Maybe do a couple of loads of washing for this bloke. Yeah. yeah. Something, you got to do something. You got to help him out, and then you're doing community service yeah. for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. That's the least, but that's the very least you should yeah. be doing before going on and doing at least a hundred hours of community service. Yeah. I would have thought. Yeah, at probably some sort of disabled facility where you're yeah, yeah, go and hang around out. people that are mentally handicapped yeah, are before you before before you, before you think about bashing them up after a win. Strange. Not that a loss would have justified it, but it no. certainly <laughs> makes it harder to understand. <laughs> uh, we've had a, uh, a submission from a punter and a dribbler here, Eddie. Uh, from shout out to Hamish uh, McGilvray. Might be my cousin. May not want his last name in there, so just Hamish, but I'm not going to edit it out. So he's sent us in uh, uh, some US sport, which is good because uh, uh, Jorge all day isn't going to jump down our throat again this week if we don't cover it amply. (laughs) Uh, So uh, 
Now, I know this is what Hamish just sent into us. Now, I know that Hello Sport isn't big into its American sports. Not true, just when they're boring. Uh, but on the topic of sports people who aren't great thinkers, I figured you might be interested in this one. To be honest, I thought you could get weed just about anywhere in the States. Not sure why he felt compelled to take his back home. Now, what he's talking about here is NBA star D'Angelo Russell uh, caught with marijuana on a plane. Yeah. So. Sure. Now, Hamish makes a fair point that weed is largely uh, ubiquitous in, in the States now. You can get it anywhere. Mm. Well, is it depending on states or is it basically... It, no, basically, look, it's, it's depending on states, but I mean, like, yeah, yeah. if you've got states in your country where weed's legal, yeah. weed's pretty fucking easy to get, eh? Yeah. So Russell was headed to his hometown of Louisville when the airport workers found the weed during a routine search. The investigators uh, found a can of Arizona iced tea with a secret compartment inside containing the drugs. Now, Eddie, I just... I guess, what's your thoughts on D'Angelo's behaviour there? Because I'm conflicted as a man who likes to, you know, personally. So D'Angelo caught at LaGuardia. Is that airport? Is it? Is that in? Where is that? Is that in New? Is that is that New York? Or Let's LA? find out where he was headed. What he was doing? Because he's obviously he's obviously not flying private. No, he's not. Because that's the, that you do it then. Yeah. Take all the weed you want. You're flying private, D'Angelo. Let's find out where he. How was much from. weed did he have? Was he, he wasn't carrying sickening amounts, was he? Uh, he was charged with possession of marijuana for under 50 grams, so not much. Not much. Still, I mean, if he had 50 grams... Oh, look, I, I don't... It's not that much, right? It's not that much. What do all. I think about it? I think that... I think... He was, heading to, he was heading to Louisville. First and foremost, weed is such a care yes. I mean, that-, that's the reality. Weed is, the, is a care And yes. the fact that it's even illegal, if you actually think about it for more than two seconds, is ludicrous. Correct. It is fucking ludicrous. Now, does that mean that he should be carrying weed through airports when clearly you're not allowed to? Probably shouldn't have done that, D'Angelo. Not a big thinker from there. Probably shouldn't have done that, D'Angelo, because, and I mean, the fact that you had it in a hidden compartment... Means you knew means that it was a stupid knew. thing to do. Like, yeah. how desperate are you to to be like to be getting high in Louisville? No, you don't have a bo- you don't have a, a sure. contact uh, in isn't Louisville. It, isn't it your hometown? You don't have a contact in isn't your, it hometown? your hometown. You'd have a, you'd have a contact in your hometown, surely. And if you don't, now were you were you heading down with a mate? Could your mate have carried it for you? Because you are an NBA superstar, D'Angelo. Yeah, you got a lot to lose. You, you're a you're a big dick swinger at the Nets, is it? Brooklyn Nets, I believe. I think he's at the Nets. So I think Lagardia is as New York. Sure. I think. I mean, you shouldn't be carrying weed across across state lines, bruh. Nah. Not with your position. No. Not when you've got a boy, surely, or a girl that'll do it for you. Now listen, are we judging the man for smoking marijuana? No. Far from it, punters, dribblers. As we've already said, shouldn't be illegal. No. But it is illegal, clearly, to fly with it. Yes. That thus the hidden compartment. Yes. Should have done more thinking, D'Angelo. Yeah. Or smoked it all before you got on the plane. Either or either, bruh. But you fucked up. You fucked it. Is it a is it a big deal? No, it's not. No. But probably don't do it again. Just just be smarter next time. Yeah. 
Oops. But also, he would have been... Also, he's obviously caught up in the throes of an off-season. Yeah. And they play, I think, 82 regular games, which is a fucking lot of basketball. Mm. They play... They, you know, could be, they could play three times a week, and that's just... That's on planes, moving, moving, constantly, moving, constantly, 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 constantly. So by the time you get to, you know... Post-season. Post-season and you're out... I mean, he'd just be that high on life, bro. He'd be looking to unwind. And if Big D'Angelo, if Big Dr, the doctor, mm. if he needs a, a bit of that, bit that, of that marijuana that to, to help him, lettuce. that devil's lettuce to help him unwind, then I get it. A I vegan get, cigarette. I get that. I get that. And yeah. do, and look, if it's his first offence, I think we just give him a slap on the wrist, oh, the doctor, for sure, and say carry on with your off season, big fella, but just don't do it again. Find until- someone in Louisville to get you some hooch, bro. Like, what are we doing here? Let's be better, mate. Look, and I mean, let's be honest, punters, dribblers. I'm not from Louisville. Never been to Louisville, but it sounds to me. Eddie, Eddie, if you and I rolled into Louisville, we'd be we could we could get our hands on some fucking weed. You telling me you and I couldn't get weed in Louisville, bro? Uh, mate, we basically already have it. We'd roll into Louisville, saunter into the nearest establishment, mm. throw down our passports, yeah, and threaten a local. Uh, in another NBA news, punters, dribblers. The only thing that I'm going to touch on. Uh, 76ers, let's get up and about. It's to yeah, all. It's to all. And that was a home loss. You had that fucking home ground advantage. You'd wrestled a win out of out of the Raptors. Uh, now it's to all. And Ben Simmons, get busier. Yeah. He's been getting ripped on. He's been getting ripped on in the media. Went missing. But uh, look, and I'm not saying that from like, I'm an X's and O's, NBA's, and O's. NBA legend who's like needs saying that he needs to inject himself. I'm not coming from that angle, punters no. and dribblers. So don't don't think I'm I'm saying that he needs to run more screens. And You're not fucking, talking about full court presses. And, yeah, and I'm not talking about that shit. What I'm talking about is, is is an Australian supporting an Australian who wants the best for another Australian. When I, when I say in, inject yourself more, I want you to be the alpha of the series. Yeah. I yeah. want you to be the unquestionable, undeniable alpha of the whole fucking league. You're the reason they're winning. You know what I mean? Exactly. You're the reason that I want. I want people to turn around and go, holy shit, without Ben Simmons, they wouldn't have made the Eastern Conference uh, that's it. final. Holy shit, the greatest basketballer on the planet is an Australian. Yeah, that's what I want. Who's dating a secret... A Victoria's Secret model, like I that's, mean, that's all, but that's all fluff after the fact. That's after the fact fluff. That's it, though. That's it. Australian greatest basketballer in the world, Victoria's Secret model, and as you go down the line yeah, sure. of sure achievements, yeah. But all I'm saying is that's what you mean by be, busy. But be that big thick alpha that we all want you to be. Now, Edward, couple of things before we wrap. Yes, there are. I'd like to shout out quickly a punter and a dribbler who. Uh, it was lovely to meet him on the weekend. Was walking through Double Bay, came up, introduced himself, got a photo, and I just thought, what a what a tremendous young man. <laughs> Who was he? What a tremendous young Who man. Who was he? Kieran, I believe. Now, I'm pretty sure it's Kieran. I'd had a couple of schooners, Tom. I'd been at the footy all over, then I'd gone out for dinner, and I'd had a couple of schooners, right? But if my memory serves me, Tom, <laughs> if my memory serves me, and I think it may... He, he said he commented on our uh, photo that we put up uh, of Damien Lillard getting that 37-footer, if my memory serves me. So I went back and looked, and he was talking about the NHL. That was right. So Kieran B. Cheering. Oh, Kieran B. Cheering. Okay. Kieran B. Cheering. So Kieran B. Cheering, if that was you and my memory has served me, uh, mate, lovely to meet you, bruh. 
Very lovely. Shout out to Kieran B. Cheering. Keep dribbling, dog. Um, and also, if you got a photo, please gram that and tag us so we can uh, see it. Because if Eddie was as schooned as it sounds, it'd be a nice pick to see. Um, shout out to Kieran B. Cheering. Now, Eddie... You and I, look, we, we, we're very honest with the punter and the dribbler, but, you know, sometimes we like to keep things close to our chest. Uh, but I think now we've chosen to open ourselves completely raw, bare-chested, raw as it gets. Oh, we're getting raw. We're getting raw. Now, we are... We're, 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 we're bringing out a new podcast for the punter and the dribbler. Now, some of you wouldn't know this, but me and Eddie, from time to time, suffer night terrors. Flashbacks, 2013 grand final, things of that nature. 2003... You know, World Cup final. 2003 World Cup final, um, you know, the last 20 years of rugby in Australia. Uh, 2005 to 2014, specifically. Joey John's running blind, giving it to Darren Albert. Things of that nature. Things of that nature. We suffer from night terror, struggle to sleep. So we thought, uh, surely we're not the only punters and dribblers out there that suffer from their own version of night terrors, whatever yours may be. Or sleep insomnia. Or, or insomnia. Some some form of insomnia. Sleep-related Illness. Yes. Struggling to sleep. So we have partnered with every sporting code in the country um, and we're bringing a new podcast series, Sounds of Sport. It's a sleep companion. It's a sleep companion. So coming out later this week or maybe next week will be our first sleep companion. And uh, we've basically just managed to get our hands on on sounds of of sport. Now, we can't say too much more other than this is... is must have. This material. is must have. Stuff. This is must have content. If you have any issue whatsoever, falling asleep, getting to sleep, staying asleep, night terrors, night, um, you know, origin induced uh, hemorrhoids yeah. that keep you up, night comas. Don't know if they're a thing. Sleep night terrors, apnea. nightmares, sleep apnea, sleep hernias. <laughs> Anything of that nature. Anything of that. This is going to be the podcast for you. Now, it's going to exist on the same channel, Punish Dribblers. Don't worry. It'll be easy to find. Hello Sports Sleep Series, Sleep Companions, Sounds of Sport. Um, That's all we're going to give you for now. And once we've got a little bit more, you know, you'll know. (laughs) <laughs> You'll know. You'll know. But all I'm saying is, like, get ready. Get get prepped. Get ready. Uh, second of all, uh, got a new campaign. Obviously, uh, keep hitting up Kurtley Beal to uh, come on the podcast. Kurtley, please reach out. Wouldn't mind also maybe uh, starting to reach out to King Gutho. Could be someone that we could try and... The Garth! King Gutho, get a throbber on. But that's by the by. Kurtley, please reach out. Um, new campaign of reaching out, punish dribblers. Uh, Eddie... I, I, look, it's no secret that you and I have now fully integrated KO into our life. And mm. if you haven't punished dribblers, again, this is not sponsored. This is they aren't paying us anything to say this. But not if you're yet. not yet, but if you're a sports fan and you don't have KO, you're making a big mistake. Honestly, I on Saturday, I watched two thirty for thirties. Right now, KO doesn't make thirty for thirty, but they fucking have ESPN on there. They've got every single sporting thing you want on there. Right, I sat there and I watched. Uh, hit it hard about John Daly, which was sick. I suggest you watch it. I've seen it. And then I it's watched Chasing Tyson about Evander Holyfield's career, constantly about chasing. Oh, Mike that Tyson. sounds sick. It, it, Have you watched Four Days in October yet? No, watch I haven't. it. Okay, let, about about the Red Sox coming back from three 0 to beat hectic. the Yankees, two thousand four. 
I will absolutely watch it. So this Tyson chasing Tyson. Mm. When Holyfield was a cruiserweight, which is the one below heavyweight, Tyson was the champ in heavyweight, taking names. Holyfield was the undisputed champion uh, in cruiserweight. And any time he was spoken to, they'd always talk about, oh, you're going to go up to heavyweight, you're going to try fight Tyson, you're going to try fight Tyson. That's all anyone ever asked him, right? Because yeah. Tyson was it. Well, Tyson was Tyson. Tyson was Tyson. He gets up there, he gets up to heavyweight, he starts his his plan was, I'm just going to knock out every, I'm going to go fight everyone Tyson fights. So that I am... You know, on that, if he's beating him, it's like, oh my God, Tyson beat this guy. It's like, well, so did Holyfield. Because all he's asked about, he's never given his due because it's always about Tyson. Yeah. He then gets to, uh, it gets to Tyson is fighting, uh, who did Tyson lose to? Douglas? Douglas. It was it was Douglas, right? So Buster it gets, Douglas? I think it might have been Buster Douglas. So he gets to Tyson fighting Buster Douglas and, and Holyfield has signed a fucking contract. A twelve million dollar contract that he will fight Tyson next if Tyson beats Douglas, which everyone, all the commentators before the fight are like, "This is it's a done deal." It's a done deal. Tyson then loses, and this huge fight goes begging for Holyfield. Holyfield then fights Douglas, knocks him out, wins the heavyweight title. Yeah, busted Douglas. Yeah. So then Holyfield. Uh, so because Tyson loses, Holyfield's got to fight for the title but he doesn't get to fight Tyson. Mm. He then beats Douglas. Tyson then goes to prison for three years. And then the whole time, everyone's just talking about, well, well, Tyson, what if he gets out? What if he gets out? He's like, mate, I'm champion. Like, I'm champion. It's just a crazy... And it goes on, And they're on, like, right? no, mate. You it haven't goes on. It. And, then, and, then, and then he gets out. Tyson gets out, right? And, he, and they end up fighting. And that it's just... And they end up... They fight twice. And it's just... It's fucking amazing. It is honestly sick. But anyway, I digress. We're so into KO. I just think that the least we could do is maybe just get like a free account from him. Yeah. We don't look. I mean, I think that we should be given a free Hello Sport. Account. Hello Sport account. We don't have to. We don't have to. You know, they don't have to sponsor the show. They don't have to give us money unless they want to. But the least they could do is maybe give us a free account. Now, in exchange for well, maybe once a week we review uh, a show. Uh, so, like you know, I'll watch the Holyfield thing on. I'll come in and tell you about it. Sure. One week you'll watch the bloody. You can tell me about the Red Sox. I think that's a nice idea. It could just be that we talked about how we watched the like we were watching the Manly game on KO. Look, there, I mean, there's a variety of things we can do. Who knows obviously, how you, it's but not, the reality is this: we want free KO. We want free KO. We think we deserve free KO because we talk about it so much that it just seems like that's the the right thing to do from them and from us. So. Punters, dribblers, all we are asking you to do is slide into KO's Instagram DMs and just tell them to give Hello Sport free KO. Tag us. You can tag us in there. Slide into their DMs. Maybe actually tag them on their profile so it's a little more public. Um, hashtag Hello, give Hello Sport free KO. Uh, pretty long. That is way too long. Well, fuck the hashtag, actually. Just tell them. Oi, KO. Think you and need then to look add at, us. And then add us. Yeah, you've got to add us. You've got to tag us in these things, punters, dribblers, because otherwise... No, yeah. that works. That works. Fuck the hashtag. Just yeah, add us. fuck the hashtag. Just add us. Look, KO know who we are. We've been having some chats with them on Twitter. You know, I've been flirting with them a little bit just to sort of, you know, get a connection. Going. Wetting the palate? Yeah, sort of. But I just think that that's... The, it's, our, it's our new crusade. 
to get us free KO. Think you know you guys can probably help us. And you're asking, and you might be sitting at home wondering to yourself, what the fuck do I get out of this? Well, I'll tell you what you get. If we have free KO, then we'll be able to watch more KO. And if I watch more KO, I'll know more about sport. I'll have more more yarns, more narrative more things to, talk to about. pass on to you, the punter and the dribbler, to bribe you with endless entertainment every week. That's Does it. that make sense? If I can watch more KO, I have more yarns for you to listen to. That's, that's all it is. That's all we're saying. So there's absolutely something in it for you, the punter and, and the, the dribbler. dribbler. Eddie, I think that might be us for the week. Hell of a reckon? show. Hell of a show. Hell of a show. At Hello Sport Podcast on Instagram. HelloSport.com.au uh, is the website. If you feel like writing any articles, you think you got an opinion, by all means, hit us up, slide into our DMs. We are more than uh, accepting if you're not shit. Bit of, bit of traction on the website. Looked at the analytics today. Doing well. Doing well. So thank you to all the, the loyal readers out there. There you go. Love that. Um, like, subscribe, five stars on your podcast whatever rating place wherever that goes down sure um uh, until next week punters dribblers it's been an absolute absolute pleasure absolute pleasure i now have to bid you farewell farewell hashtag reach out curtly bill and give us free ko bye-bye bye-bye could you two just not talk anymore